0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Hit or Miss, a baseball podcast with me, Alexandra Aguila. Um, Today is episode 3 and I'm recording this currently at like 10.38pm on a Thursday, the day it should be released. Um, I've had a lot to do. School starts next week for me, so it's my junior year of high school too, so definitely going to be the hardest one. So I've had a lot to do to prepare before that time, so I'm kind of like busy all day. This week, so it's gonna be a little bit of a crowded week, but recording this episode was definitely something that I needed to do, and here we are. It's gonna get done, and it's gonna get out today. So yeah, um, we're gonna talk a lot about baseball today. Um, a lot of interesting things and kind of abnormal things in a weird way too happened in baseball this past few days. So we're gonna all break it down here. And yeah, without further ado, let's get into it. So the first topic I want to talk about is how the Tigers fired their general manager, Al Avila, who has been with the team for a while. He's been with the team for about two decades now, and unfortunately his time with the Tigers has come to an end, which I feel like is always kind of shocking no matter the team. Firing your general manager mid season is a risky thing to do because first of all it's mid season the team is still playing, but also it's kind of like a kind of odd thing to do. You don't see a lot of teams do that. They usually wait until the off season. Um, but unfortunately, the chairman um, and CEO of the Tigers kind of came to a decision very quickly and decided that it was best to part ways with Alavila, who has it had a great success managing the Tigers. The Tigers are currently last in the AL Central with the record of 43 and 69. And this is the fourth time they've been in last place since Al Avila has been the general manager. So, definitely not a lot of positive things during his managerial time with the Tigers. And the chairman and CEO, Chris Ilchin says that he just wanted a fresh start and a fresh perspective going into next season and heading towards the future of this Tigers team. Obviously, this Tigers team hasn't been successful in recent years. They've had one winning season since 15. So um, they definitely haven't been on the bright side of baseball. And that's what the chairman and CEO want to do. They want to create a better future for this Tigers team and kind of Get back on that winning type of team and that winning perspective and future. So, unfortunately, not really great for Alvila, but um, he's been with the team for a while. He did was the one who like acquired Miguel Cabrera, but unfortunately, um, that really wasn't enough to get the team to where they wanted to be. So he ends up being fired by the Tigers, and now it's like, what are we going to do? Like, now the CEO has to go and look for someone new, um, which he said it was going to be a long and in-depth process. Obviously, this isn't something that you go and pick a new GM the next following day. It takes time, and from reading what the Tigers have said, they want to go out and find someone that they know is going to bring them a championship and going to bring them a consistent winning team. So that might take a while to get a new GM, probably not until the offseason. I think they're going to get a new one. So that's really the timeline for that. And then on the fan perspective, I think a lot of fans are happy about this. They obviously, they're not happy that their team hasn't been successful in recent years. So I think that this is like a good fresh start for them. Um, you've had fans go to Tigers games and sit in the stands and wear t-shirts that say fire alavilla or that say like are booing him and things like that. So I would say that the fans are pretty happy about that move but then again you know it is risky for them but I think since they are in a place in the division where they're not really going and competing for a championship or a postseason it's not as much as a risk than other teams. So that's really what happened there in the AL Central with the Tigers. Um, And looking forward to see what GM the Tigers will hire and what he or she can do for the future of the team. So yeah, so that's about that. Um, Moving on, Shohei Otani joins Babe Ruth to have 10 home runs and 10 wins in the same season. How incredible is that? Shohei Otani continues to amaze us every single day. He's doing something new. He's literally like a magician. He He is showtime. Like, you have to watch him at all times because you just never know what he's going to do. But big congratulations to him for joining Babe Ruth in that honorable category. Um, He got his 10th home run against the A's and then as well as his 10th win. He is currently 10-7 and and in that game, he had five strikeouts, four hits, and retired seven of his final eight, which was incredible as always. Um, But this season, he has 25 home runs and he has 100 pitching strikeouts for the second straight year. So this isn't something new that we're seeing from Shohei. He's done it before and he came back this year to prove that he could do it again because that's just what he does. I mean, he's just incredible. Um, You cannot find anybody else in baseball like him. So big congratulations goes towards him. Um, for joining that very, very, very prestigious category. But yeah, staying on the topic of California, but kind of moving forward, the Dodgers have passed the Yankees for the best record in baseball. We know that the New York Yankees were the first team to hit 70 wins and then the Dodgers came right behind them and said, hey, we're gonna do that too. So the Dodgers are currently sitting at 77 and 33 as of today and they're on a 10-game win streak. They're flying by with the help of their hitters Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, just um, Trey Turner, excuse me, have been continuing to rake and continuing to bring that hot streak alive they've been doing super super well for the Dodgers during those 10 games and since the deadline even that and other hitters who have come out of their shell we have Cody Bellinger we know that Cody Bellinger was struggling in the beginning of the season he wasn't doing that great and it kind of gets him a while to get into that groove and it's certainly showing right now the last 15 games he's had 12 hits, 3 home runs, 14 RBIs, um, with a 218 average, he's slugging .527, um, so he's doing really, really good as of now, and better as of now, and as well as Max Muncy, who is also one of those guys who's going to get to a slow start, but then progressively get better. Last 15 games, 15 hits, 4 home runs, 10 RBIs, um, batting average of two seventy-three in his last seven 70- seven games, he has a batting average of 385 with a slugging of 962. So, just incredible numbers that the Dodgers hitters are putting up right now, and it definitely shows in their win and loss category. So, that is going to be super exciting to see between the Yankees and the Dodgers that they're having right now. But, yeah, as long as those guys can continue to find their groove, can continue to perform the way that they're performing now, they're going to be almost unstoppable. So, Definitely a team to look out for right now is the Los Angeles Dodgers, and we are definitely not surprised. We know this Dodgers team is going to show up and show out in the postseason. So speaking on that term of the Yankees, the Yankees have hit a slump. They've hit kind of a slow, big bump in the road. They're currently not doing too well, and it hasn't helped because one of their great, great hitters, Matt Carpenter, just got placed on the IL with a fractured foot, and that affects the Yankees a lot. Recently, in the last seven games, he's had six hits, one RBI. He's currently batting. 305 right now in the 2022 season with 15 home runs in total 39 hits in total 37 rbis in total so definitely a guy that you miss having on your team now now that he's on the injured list and definitely a guy who you utilized a lot so this is a really really big loss for the yankees in my perspective um and there's really kind of no timeline when he's going to come back good thing it was a clean break nothing too serious but It's also, you know, fractured foot, it's broken, so um, it is going to take a little bit of time for him to get back into that groove of playing baseball again, so not great news for the Yankees, but their current record isn't too great either with that. Right now, they're sitting at 71-41, and so they haven't been great as of now, and then they've also been on like a four or five game losing streak as well season high of a five game losing streak so hasn't been really great news for the Yankees but at the same time I feel like they there's not a lot to worry about Yankees fans shouldn't worry about a lot there's still they still have a 10 game lead over the Blue Jays um, and they pretty much have that division as well as you know other teams competing in other divisions like the Central or the West They pretty much have it all. I mean, I really think the only team they should worry about could be the Astros, who are currently at 72 and 41, but definitely Yankees fans, you shouldn't worry too much. This was just a bump in the road, and I'm pretty sure they're going to figure out a way back, Um, but yeah, so not really good news for the Yankees or Yankees fans after being 19 and 21 the past 40 games. So hopefully they can turn that around and that they could go back to the Yankees team that we've seen this whole season. So definitely looking forward to see what is in store for the future of the Yankees to see if they could keep this amazing run and this amazing season up or if it's going to hit kind of hit a decline now. So definitely something to look forward to and to see what happens. And on that note with the American League and then talking about the Yankees, another team that they should look out for like I said the Houston Astros the Houston Astros coach Dusty Baker recently went on the COVID IL he was out for five days but he is now back and better than ever 73 year old Dusty Baker literally is thriving I love Dusty Baker he is a king he is a legend he is going out there every day showing that he can still do what he does so thankfully nothing too serious with him um, on the COVID stint, but he is back to normal now. He is kind of back in full health and kind of getting ready to bring his team to the postseason, so he was in time to return for a finale against the Texas Rangers and the Houston Astros, so thankfully everything is okay with him, and we can see him back in the dugout. Moving on to the National League, the Braves had a big debut for themselves. Vaughn Grisham debuted for the Braves because Orlando Arcia was put on the injured list. So Vaughn Grisham kind of got the call up and his whole family was there and he homered in his debut for the Braves. How amazing is that? I feel like a debut cannot get better than that. (laughs) Like that's literally like the ultimate like Thing that you want in life, but he has just been incredible in triple A. He played 22 games in double A and he was hitting 363 with three doubles, a triple, three homers, 12 RBIs, 10 runs, and seven steals in just 22 games. How insane is that? And then he moved on to triple A, but then came up to the big leagues and homered. I think that this is a really really good prospect that the Braves have in their system. I'm excited to see if he's going to stay on this major league team but um, if he doesn't he's going to be a show to watch in the minors so definitely keep an eye out for him. He's definitely someone that you guys should be watching especially if you're a Braves fan and he's kind of Just another guy that the Braves have brought up that has shown a lot of power and a lot of um, momentum and stability. Another guy that the Braves brought up earlier was Michael Harris, who has been absolutely phenomenal since. So hopefully Grisham can bring the same exact energy and kind of keep that kind of young team going. So definitely really, really cool to see that debut from Von Grisham. Um, And then moving on, Nathaniel Lowe from the Rangers is making his statement. So Nathaniel Loeb was previously on the Tampa Bay Rays, then was moved to the Rangers, and he got his debut in Texas, and he's more of a platoon guy. That's what he was seen in Tampa, but this season he wants to show that he could play every day, that you can put him out there every day, and he's going to do what you want him to do, and that's definitely what he proved in his first game. The 27-year-old, first baseman, he went three for five with a home run and the seventh one run and two RBIs. How insane is that? He's been doing spectacular um, and he just wants to be a guy who plays every single day and clearly he's showed in his debut that he could do that. So definitely looking forward to see what the Rangers are going to do with him and how he's going to affect this Ranger team. We know that they have um, Simeon and then Corey Seager as well so as well as um Cole Calhoun who is on the injury list as of now but we expect for him to get better so obviously this season might not be it for the Rangers but next season definitely something to look forward to and now moving towards the Mariners who kind of made a kind of suspicious shocking move as of lately they optioned their rookie of the year that is not pretty common Rookie of the Year is a pretty prestigious award, and uh, the Mariners sent down their 2020 Rookie of the Year, Kyle Lewis, who has been struggling as of late. Early on, Kyle Lewis in 2019 did amazing. He played in 18 games, he had six home runs, and slashed 268, 293, 592. So he was doing pretty good. And then in 2020, He had a really good season hitting 11 homers, stealing five bases, and producing a batting line of 262, 364, and 437. So in that year, he went to go on and win the Rookie of the Year in the American League. But unfortunately, he hasn't been good as of late. He has been battling some injuries that includes like concussions and things like that that have just landed him on the IL ever since. So he's kind of been like on the IL, off the IL, on the IL, off the IL. So it hasn't been a really consistent go for Kyle Lewis. And unfortunately, that really hasn't helped his success in the majors. So he hasn't been doing great. He has struck out 30.6% of the time in the last 18 games that he's played, and at the same time, this Mariners outfield is kind of getting a little bit crowded. We know that they have a really good outfield with Jesse Winker, Jared Kelenic, Moore, Sam Haggerty, Jake Lamb, and now they're getting J-Rod back, um, who is expected to play later on in the week, and then Mitch Haniger recently returning, so this outfield is going to get really crowded, and unfortunately, Kyle Lewis was just the odd man out and is going to have to be optioned down. So, unfortunate news for him, but hopefully he can find his stride again, um, get healthy, so he could perform on this Major League Mariners team. But that's kind of what's going on over there on the Mariners side as of lately, and that's really the only, like, other main topic I have to t- discuss and talk about. Other notable things that I kind of wanted to include in this podcast episode, was that Rodolfo Castro, who plays for the Pittsburgh Pirates, was playing a game against the Arizona Diamondbacks on Tuesday, and he slid into third base, and his phone fell out of his back pocket. How insane is that? You do not see that every day, that's for sure. Um, And as of now, MLB is investigating it. Which is kind of obvious, and we had to kind of suspect that, because if a guy's phone comes out of his pocket as he's sliding into third base, there has to be a little bit of suspicion, like, what is he doing with that, or, like, is he cheating, things like that. Those things always come to mind. Um, a lot of people thought it was funny. I thought it was kind of funny and weird. Um, I don't know why he would have his phone, because you're prohibited to have, like, electronic devices with you in the field or the dugout, so it was definitely, like, not something that he should have had, so I think he kind of, like, was hoping that he wouldn't get caught, and then here he is, and now a bunch of people are like, okay, well, are these cheating, things like that, because it's kind of odd, you don't see that every day, so I just thought that was something to put in this episode, just because it you don't hear about that all the time, so... Whatever happens with that, it's going to be kind of exciting to see what happens. Um, Obviously, I think he's going to get some type of consequence because he's not allowed to even have it with him. Um, And then if they do end up finding something, I highly doubt they will. Just because of the record that pirates have, I don't know why they would be cheating. But um, if they do find something, then obviously the consequence will be even higher. But, yep. I just thought that was a pretty fun story to add in here but that kind of concludes the end of this episode it was kind of a short one kind of a fun one and different one just a lot of like I said fun and abnormal things in baseball recently but we cannot close out without stating our hit or miss teams this week's hit team is going to go to the New York Mets who have been absolutely stunning lately who have continued to show that you know they're not going to stop winning and they're not going to hit that slump that they usually are known for. I mean, they have players, obviously, Francisco Lindor continues to amaze us with his abilities and athleticism at shortstop every single time you see him do something that is just incredible and that no other shortstop is doing. As well, you know, you have Jeff McNeil, Starling Marte, Pete Alonso, Luis Giorme, Brandon Nimmo. All of these guys who have just been super, super good as of lately, hitting wise, to the team, and then beyond that, you know, you got Diaz out of the bullpen. You have Chris Bassett. You have Jacob DeGrom, who has recently come back off of an injury, and in his and his first start for the Mets in Citi Field was exceptionally well. Max Scherzer, who has shown that his age does not matter. He's still going to go out there and be the best he can. So definitely my hit team has to be the New York Mets for this episode. And then moving on to my Miss team, a team who really didn't shock me this episode and who really didn't kind of, I wish they did more it would have to go to the Boston Red Sox because they just leave me confused like what are we doing here they recently just lost 3 of 4 to the Royals and then got swept by the Braves um and they go and play the Yankees starting on Friday and <laughs> we know that the Yankees team is very great and very good so i don't know just, they just they leave me confused because they're last place in the division right now at 55 and 58 um 3 games below 500 and the Orioles are currently a- are ahead of them. So it's kind of like, what are they doing? Did the trades that they make at the deadline actually benefit them? Or are they kind of stalling for the off season? Like, what is the move? What is going on? They're gonna have to be my missed team because I'm just so confused on what the Red Sox are doing. Like, are they gonna go out there and compete and be a really good baseball team? Or are they not? So it's gonna be Interesting to see what happens in the next few days. Like I said, they play the Yankees, which I'm gonna go in a prediction and say they're not gonna win that series. But then they go play the Pirates. I think they're gonna win, and I'm gonna go with that they're not gonna win the series against the Orioles that they begin on August nineteenth. And then they go ahead and play the Blue Jays the following series, and then the Rays, and then the Twins. So the the schedule for the Red Sox in August is going to be difficult for them and I don't know if they can pull it off and it's kind of just going to be a slap in the face for all the trades that they made so it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this team but they are unfortunately going to have to be my miss team for this episode but yep that concludes my hit or miss teams thank you guys so much for listening to this episode I'm so sorry that it came out so late but junior year has been so super, super stressful already and it hasn't even started. Um, but yeah, thank you guys again so much for listening. I will see you guys on Saturday for a Cubs episode talking about Field of Dreams, talking about Tom Ricketts and his recent comments on the future of this Cubs scene and going into the offseason. So that will all be on that Saturday episode and then I'll see you guys back again on Monday for a regular baseball episode. So again, thank you guys so much for listening and have a great day.